we've been talking about the circulatory system recently and arteries and today I want to introduce a concept and a whole bunch of words um, which hopefully you'll get used to hearing and will become more common in the future. Right, okay, that's five minutes on my timer. So the concept is that each limb has a single artery running into it. Uh, what would happen if that artery got blocked? Well, the tissues of the limb would become ischemic and the cells would die and the tissues would die. Um, this can occur, you know, through uh, cardiovascular disease. Um, it could, arteries can also be damaged by bone fractures and trauma. And also there's an argument that um, the limb needs to get blood when in any position because arteries can get, you know, more compressed in some positions than others. But not only would the limb tissues die... But there's actually a further risk to life which you might not have considered, and that is that gangrene will develop in the limb when these tissues die, and that can and will kill you if not treated. Um, so how does the body avoid this? Well, at each joint, there are actually multiple arteries that branch from the main artery before the joint, and there are other branches that branch from the main artery after the joint, and they all interconnect and meet up with each other. So when we have tubes being connected by other tubes, we call this an anastomosis in anatomy. Uh, and this also gets described as a collateral circulation. So at each joint, there is a collateral circulation backing up this single artery that's supplying blood to the limb. Um, so we need to consider that if the main artery gets blocked, then blood can flow through those other blood vessels in the collateral circulation and continue to supply blood to the limb by going around the joint. But some of those blood vessels will have blood running in the opposite direction to normal, if that makes sense. This knowledge is also useful anatomically because if you're giving an emergency first aid to someone who's bleeding heavily from a limb wound, this helps you give you an idea of where you would find a single artery that you can compress to stop the loss of blood and might inform you as to whether, where the best place to put a tourniquet is rather than trying to compress all of the smaller arteries and the collateral circulation running around each limb. All right, examples then. Upper limb. The subclavian artery runs into the armpit, becomes the axillary artery, runs into the upper arm, becomes the brachial artery, divides into ulna and radial arteries at the elbow and runs towards the hand. Now at the shoulder, before the axillary artery runs into the axilla really, we see thoracoacromial branches and a suprascapular artery. And those link, those anastomose with, circumflex humeral arteries, anterior and posterior, that branch from the axillary, the axillary artery distally once it has entered the upper arm. And there are also links with the deltoid branch of the deep brachial artery. At the elbow, before the brachial artery gets to the elbow, it gives off a radial collateral artery and a superior ulnar collateral artery. And those meet up with the brachial artery pretty much at the elbow or after the elbow and the inferior ulnar collateral artery at the elbow. So these arteries are supplying blood to the tissues around the elbow normally. That's their normal job. But they also have this secondary job of backing up that single artery as it runs through the limb in case it gets blocked. At the wrist and hand, we see the ulnar, radial and interosseous arteries entering the hand and they all link up 
forming these beautiful arches or arcades or loops of arteries in the hand, superficial and deep, which all link up and back each other up. So if one of those arteries gets blocked, the blood can still run around the hand to the fingers and thumb. In the lower limb, we have the external iliac artery, becomes the femoral artery, becomes the popliteal artery at the knee, which then divides into anterior and posterior tibial arteries and a fibular artery. Now at the hip, we see medial and lateral circumflex femoral arteries coming from the deep artery of the deep femoral artery. That sounds similar to the humerus, right? And that links with a branch of the inferior gluteal artery and the superior gluteal artery, which come from posteriorly, and the obturator artery. The thing here is, is that those branches all come from the internal iliac artery inside the pelvis. So we have a link between internal and external iliac arteries backing up that single artery again. At the knee, there are a whole bunch of genicular arteries branching off the femoral and popliteal arteries before and after the knee. They all anastomose and link up and form collateral circulation as well if needed. Genu means knee. And at the foot, the anterior and posterior tibial arteries run into the foot and again form arcades like we see in the hand. Oh, there's me five minutes. So those arteries also form arcades in the foot just like we see in the hand and they also communicate with one another at the ankle via malleolar arteries. Okay, so my aim was to introduce that concept of a single artery running into each limb being a risky proposition, but being backed up by other arteries at joints and around joints whose normal job is to supply blood to the tissues, you know, around the joints, muscles and the joint itself, but can also act as a collateral circulation, a backup circulation, another route by which blood can get into the limb if that main central artery is blocked or cut for some reason. Okay. I'm, w I'm waffling now. I'm going well over me five minutes. That's me. Done. See you next week. <laughs>